What's up, queens and royals? I'm your host, Angel, and you are listening to Awakened Love, a podcast on sex, love, and awakening. And these are the conversations to evoke the wise, wild, woke one within you. Let's go deep. What's up, beautiful awakened humans? Today we have Micah Katarina. Micah is a personal trainer, a female physique expert, and the founder of the Female Transformation Formula. She's also one of my oldest and dearest friends. Welcome to the show, babe. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be here. I know. So let's kick right off. You wrote an amazing post on Instagram recently that we need to let go of this idea that a woman changing her body composition or physique is unhealthy. Can you speak more to that? Definitely. I think I have this conversation a lot with a lot of different people and it's something that does come up a lot in the fitness industry, especially around female fitness transformations where I think there's quite a lot of negativity attached to physique transformations but the thing that I really wanted to get across with that particular post that you're talking about is that it's not the result that is a negative thing it's the methods used to get the result and unfortunately in the fitness industry especially the female fitness industry there is just so much terrible advice that's given to women and it's extremely restrictive and a lot of it does really take things to the extremes and I think a lot of women start to feel like the problem lies with them where the problem doesn't actually lie with them the problem lies within the advice that they are being given and I'm sure that you would have you know either followed or heard a lot of this advice before but it's the extremely low calorie diets and the you know excessive amounts of cardio and using exercise and using going to the gym or going to fitness classes as a way to you know burn the most amount of energy and the most amount of calories possible in order to lose a certain amount of weight and Mm. it's not an empowering way to be approaching your fitness journey at all. And what we really do at the female transformation formula is we help women get the results that they want. We help these women get in the best shape of their life, but we do it in such a different way. And we do it in a way that is simple, it's sustainable, and it's a lifestyle focused approach to fitness. And Mm. uh, I think you'll be able to attest to this a little bit, babe, because I do all of your training programming, but all of our girls, they, they train three days a week in the gym, you know, mm. and they they learn a way of eating that is there to help them nourish their bodies and fuel their bodies for performance and health and, you know, all of the other epic things that they're, they're going to be doing in their life. And that's really what the female transformation formula is all about, is really just helping women uh, learn this new approach and an approach mm. that is something that they can do for the rest of their life. It's not something that is, you know, you see all of these different eight-week challenges and these really short-term fitness apps in the industry these days and it's just it's such a short-term thing. And, you know, when it comes to fitness, the journey really is never-ending. You know, it's something mm. that we have our bodies for life. <laughs> you know, that's that's our home. And uh, when we learn how to take care of it and when we, ha- when we have our fitness journey as something that's just this never-ending journey of progress, then that's where the magic happens and that's where you really do find these incredible sustainable results. Yeah, it's so much synchronicity there with like personal development. And I guess it can be a form of, and depending on your belief, and I know a lot of our listeners are more spiritually inclined, otherwise you probably wouldn't be listening to my show, but there is that kind of synergy with the spiritual path or any kind of personal development. So I love that, that you realize this is a process. It's a lifelong process. You're in relationship with your body for the rest of your life. It's really the the until death do us part relationship. Like that's the real soulmate um, connection. You talked a little bit about how this is a lifestyle approach. Can you share a little bit about your story with competing and other techniques, how that impacted you and maybe how that has informed what you've created with the female transformation formula? Definitely. So when I first really got into fitness, which is when both you and I were 
studying music actually at university. That's where we met for everyone listening. Um, mm. I, yeah, I just started getting into the gym and I absolutely fell in love with lifting weights and it really just became a, a huge passion of mine. It was such an outlet for me. Um, I was severely bullied growing up through high school and I think then stepping into university and just having that, that safe space for me to just let go and just yeah, lift some heavy things and, and feel incredible really was such an amazing thing for me. And um, so after both you and I finished university, I then went on to study personal training. And as soon as I started working in a gym, um, it kind of was a norm back then that, you know, most personal trainers would get ready for a bodybuilding competition. So I, I for a short period of time, dipped my toes in that space. And um, it taught me a lot about what I didn't want for myself and also <laughs> and also for my clients when it came to my fitness journey. It was, yeah, it was just a lot of extremes, you know. I, I didn't really know too much about training or nutrition at that period of time because I was so fresh in the industry. But just from the extremes that I went to to get my body in that particular type of shape for stage, uh, yeah, I, I lost my period for two and a half years, just from wow. the stress, the st- all of the stress that I was putting my body under. Uh, I was training in the gym. I was lifting weights five times a week, plus doing cardio seven to eight times a week. I'd be doing, you know, two sessions a day, the cardio in the morning, the weights in the evening. And um, I got results, but I wouldn't say that they were anything outstanding <laughs> in, in yeah. terms of my results there. And, you know, after, you know, making the decision that that wasn't the road that I wanted to go down, I had some incredible mentors that I was able to work with. And that's when I also met my partner who, uh, my partner in life, but also my partner in business, uh, Ewan, and he actually started training me and he, but he basically just had such a different approach and such a different way of training and nutrition and at the time he was mainly coaching men and so then when we started dating and he started coaching me we really just went down this road of thinking okay well if what you're doing for men is working so well for yourself and for all of your male clients how can we adapt this to an approach that's actually going to work for women because women they, they are so different to men you know we I have a completely different hormonal setup and, you know, we have a monthly menstrual cycle. It's, it's very, very different. And, um, then over the next few years, we basically just got to work on creating that. I got some of the best results that I had ever seen in my life. And we were like, we, we want to be able to help more women with this just really simple and lifestyle focused approach. You know, I was mm-hmm. in the gym deadlifting like 110 plus kilos for repetitions. I was eating more food in my life than I ever had before. And, you know, from doing those two things, I was in the best shape of my life as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really was was the cherry on top. <laughs> Hello, beautiful being. If you are interested in sacred sexuality, if you want to learn more practices, understand the tools, learn how to restore your erotic wholeness and how to unleash your most authentic sensual expression, then I have a very special treat for you. My free virtual self-worship event reclamation. I'll be hosting this live ceremony Saturday, January the 15th at 1pm Mountain USA time. We're going to come together to create safe, celebratory space, to release the shame and disconnection, to restore wholeness, vibrancy and aliveness to our sensual expression. I'm going to be teaching you the biggest blocks to healing our sexual shadow and what to do about them. Why awakening and integrating the seductress archetype is so important, plus leading you through a pleasure practice to make all that information real in your own body. You're also going to get first access and best price on my brand new program, Seductress, six weeks of sacred sexuality to become a magnet for anything you want. So strap in for a wild, powerful, sensual awakening. And if this sounds like some woo-woo, witchy shit, honey, it is. So if you don't already have your virtual self-worship event, 
reclamation in your calendar. Put it in there now, Queen. January 15th, 1 p.m. USA Mountain Time. And all you have to do to reserve your free seat is go to angeliquealana.com forward slash reclamation. Cannot wait to see you there and to ring in this brand new year in a sexy, alive, safe and celebratory way. See you there. Isn't that amazing, people listening, like just going so against this idea that women should just shrink and disappear and eat less and run more and be smaller and instead hearing this focus of like getting strong as fuck and eating a ton of food, the right food, granted, that's good for you and not just good for your physique, but good for your health, good for your longevity, good for your mood, good for your hormones, all those things. I mean, it's incredible and it's such a difference. Talk to me a little bit about that, like your journey with your relationship to food and how that shifted from these previous sort of competition-focused approaches or the typical, let's say, um, personal training fitness industry approaches to women's eatings and now your more kind of like lifestyle approach that you're talking about. What was that journey like for you? Definitely. I think as well, the interesting thing is like when we say like competition prep and, and that way of, of approaching things, it really isn't any different to just the regular female fitness advice that is given, which is, as you said, it's this idea of like, just eat less and move more. And it's this idea that if you just keep restricting calories and trying to move as much as you can, then somehow you're going to get in the best shape of your life and get these incredible results. But that just doesn't work. It's, it's, it's not the case. And it's because if you are just so focused on losing a certain amount of weight on the scale and you are doing cardio and not eating enough to be able to get that result, then, you know, a few things are going to happen. The first thing is, yes, you will lose weight from doing that, but you've got no idea how much of that weight is actually coming from body fat or lean muscle mass. And if you aren't mm. training for strength and if you aren't getting stronger over time in the gym, which is such an empowering thing to do, then you're not sending a signal to your body to say, hey, we actually need this pressure, this precious muscle mass. Please hold on to it. So that's why women end up, yes, they get smaller, but they don't actually get that look and they don't get that feeling and they don't get the results that they want because they've just been in such a restrictive mentality there. And there's only so much weight that you can lose as well. And I think the, <sighs> the, the missing link is muscle mass. And, you know, mm. muscle mass isn't just incredible for the way that you look. Like, of course, you know, you'll get a bigger booty, you'll get more rounded shoulders, like all, all of the great things, all, all of the things that us girls definitely do, do want, but just for your long-term health as well as women, as we get older, having muscle is so important. Like I have a vision for myself. Like I'm still going to be lifting weights when I'm in the gym and I'm like 80 years old. Like I'm still going to be fit and healthy and killing it. Like that's my, that's my dream. And that happens from the work that we are putting in now. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of my, my clients that come to me and, you know, they are either mums now or they are looking to become, become mothers. And a huge goal of theirs is to have a healthy pregnancy and be strong mm. and, you know, be the mum that's able to run around with their kids, you know, at the soccer field and keep up with them and carry them and all of mm. these different incredible things that happen from strength training and happen mm. from nutrition and really just following a process and having a fitness routine that is there to enhance your life. And mm. I know that you were talking a little bit about you asked me how my relationship with food has changed over the years and it's massively changed, you know, because I went from someone who was just constantly being told all the time to just eat less, eat less. And I'd wake up and the number one thing on my mind would be, okay, how can I eat as little as possible today? Whereas now it's the mentality of, oh my goodness, I better start eating early. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to get it all in for the day. And that's the athlete mentality. Because mm -hmm. when you're strong, when you're training, when you're lifting weights, you know, I'm only in the gym three days a week, but I train hard. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it, I'm not saying that your fitness should be an easy thing to do, but it definitely should be a lifestyle enhancing thing to do. And mm. it, it really is there to 
enhance all other areas of your life. Like I know Mm. for myself, like I'm a better coach for my clients when I take care of myself and where my fitness is where, where it needs to be. I'm a better partner to my boyfriend. I'm, I'm a better daughter. Like I'm just, life is better when I'm taking care of myself. And that, that's what fitness is all about. It's about having a deep, deep purpose behind it. You know, it's, I always say this to, to my clients, but the goal isn't to just change your physique for the sake of it. It's like, what's the reasoning behind it and how will achieving that impact other areas of your life in a positive way? Because you have to have a reason to do it always. Mm. And a plan I find is so powerful. Like if I'm not doing if you don't do my training programs, I am so sloppy. I mean, I'm a little sloppy anyway, but um, <laughs> that's another thing. Um, but I I need a plan. If I don't have a plan when I walk into the gym, I'm just kind of going to lollygag around and just, you know, not push myself as hard as I can. And having a plan is so helpful. I mean, it's like even with meditating every morning or having a morning routine, I know what I'm going to do. So whether I feel like doing it or not, I wake up in the morning and I know I'm going to do this, this, and this. And even if I have to reduce the amount of time for whatever reason, like I did this morning because I woke up late, <laughs> I still did my morning routine. And so my meditation yeah. and breath work was shorter, but I had a, I have a plan. And I think there's something really powerful to having um, a plan. To me, it feels very luxurious to like have someone support you. Like, And I, I feel the same way when I get coached, um, when I have a session, when I'm facilitated, whether that's not just fitness coaching, I mean like spiritually mentored. I'm like, wow, it's so lush. It's so nice. Like have someone like support you. It's such an amazing, amazing service. I couldn't, couldn't recommend it enough. And I just love your approach to it because I, I definitely, and you know this, we've had so many conversations about it, have had so much resistance to it. And that was because of my own kind of relationship with this idea of losing weight and being smaller, growing up being a model. I was measured mm-hmm. in front of people since I was 14, measured and weighed at least once a month. And then as I got older and more professional, like more often. And so, you know, you know, women fluctuate and like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing or, and I didn't have a deep why. And so I just rebelled. I was like, fuck you guys. Like I would go and get a Big Mac after I'd be measured. Cause it would just be like this inner little demon inside of me that was just angry that these people were yeah. trying to control my weight. And, and I mean, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't help your relationship with food and it doesn't help your relationship with your body and taking care of your body. And I think what you've brought up is such an important point because, you know, there's there's one thing to feel restricted and have to, and have to quote unquote, eat a certain way and move a certain way to like fit some beauty standard set by who the fuck we don't know. But then it's another thing to swing the other way and rebel against it like I did and not take care of your health and be like, well, I'm just not going to move in protest to that and I'm just going to eat crap food. But like that's not really loving my body either. And now I'm in a position where, you know, and thankfully to to you a lot, like for the last 10 years, having you as a best friend, but also someone who mentors me in this space and gives me the information and, and shares, you know, the journey. And I've seen your journey and the business grow and just realizing like, yeah, like working out and getting strong as fuck is so fun. I love it and it makes me feel so good. It's like we know that muscle mass is security for our bones as we age. We know it's one of the best things we can do for our health. We know also it makes you feel like a badass when I'm able to lift heavy things. And I'm definitely um, not at my peak fitness right now, but I'm, I'm working my way back up. But oh, lifting. you'll get there, babe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, I'm like, geez, after I lost a lot of weight on dieta, but that's, I guess, what fasting does. And it was an amazing experience. I think, you know, it wouldn't change it for the world. And um it's also interesting to get to feel that contrast in the gym and be like, wow, okay, I'm not as I'm not as strong as I was. Cool. I have like a way to work back. And thankfully what you said to me, like, don't worry, muscle memory is a thing. It's not going to be as hard as the first time that you ever built muscle. Can you talk a little bit, like speaking of this, can you talk a little bit about grit? Because I think kind of the way we take care of our bodies has been like, at least for me, a rebellion against taking care and like a coming home back into, it's not about, as you said, having a healthy physique and taking care of your body. It's about the methods and the why, which is really important. I think as well in like the new age spiritual movement, 
because we have lived in a society that's really focused on outcomes and been like kind of burning people out, there has been this kind of rebellion against that saying like, you know, everybody just like lay down and eat bonbons, essentially like pleasure first. And hey, I'm an educator on pleasure. But what I tell my clients all the time is like, it's that doesn't mean I don't think you should have grit and devotion. Mm. I think that you should absolutely have a healthy relationship with pleasure, that we should regulate your nervous system so that you can be in touch with your physical body feel connected to your orgasms, your partner. It also affects your relationship with food, how much money you will allow into your life before you sabotage it. Like our relationship with pleasure is so important, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't ever work hard or that we shouldn't ever have grit or do things, let's say, that we don't want to do if they're good for us. And I think, I don't know if people listening resonate, but there's been this kind of rise of the divine feminine, let's say. And yes, the archetypal feminine does need to be more represented in our society, but there's this like bubblegum version of femininity that's like not gritty and just not doing anything you don't want to do and all of this kind of stuff, like just flow. And I'm like, that isn't actually how you achieve excellence in life. And maybe you don't want to achieve excellence, like sure, but even excellence as a parent, even excellence as whatever career you choose to do, like we're all here to contribute to this planet from my perspective. And I know you're, I'm preaching to the choir here, but can you talk about grit? Like why is it important? How do we develop it? Because you are literally one of the grittiest people. I know you have <laughs> so much grit, like so much determination. Every time I speak to you, I'm like, fuck, okay, I'm motivated. <laughs> Honestly, I think the most important thing is actually taking the time to set goals that you feel extremely passionate about because mm. I think it's really hard to do hard things without that, right? Because you don't have purpose. You don't have a sense of why and meaning behind it. And I think, if, you know, when clients first come on board to work with both myself and you and at the female transformation formula, the first thing we do isn't put together their training program. It isn't anything to do with their nutrition. It's got nothing to do with the actual process of getting them from A to B, but it's all to do with goal setting and getting mm. the girls to get so crystal clear on what their vision is and why it's important to them and what it means to them. Because once you have that, I feel like that's where a lot of the resistance falls away. And mm. not saying that it's an easy thing to do. I can, I 100% agree with you that there really is a big movement right now. Um, and it's got a lot, of, lot to do with like instant gratification, you know, mm. where people, <laughs> they'll, they'll move away from things that, that are hard. You know, that's why people spend so much time on social media or if we're feeling a certain way, we, you know, people will move to certain types of food, like all of these different things. But that those short-term gratification things that we do, it doesn't actually lead to any long-term pleasure. And I think the mm. more that we focus on long-term pleasure, and what that actually means for us and means for our life, that's where things can really start falling into place. And that's why goal setting is so important because then you've actually got an idea of, well, what is success and what is failure, right? Because if you haven't set a goal, you've got no idea if your actions are actually moving you further towards where you want to be or further away. It's like, oh, I, you know, around. <laughs> I, I overate. Well, is that positive or is that negative? Who knows until we know what your actual <laughs> until yeah. we know what your actual goals are. It's nothing. It's neutral, you know. And that's mm. why that's why vision setting is so important. And it's like you know, I, I always come back to that idea of like when we're little kids, all we do is daydream and imagine things and create that space to just dream. And mm. that's what I love to do with my clients when they first start working with me. Is like let's just daydream for a little while. Let's just dream mm. because. I know that we can make that happen, but you need to realize that you want it first. Does that mm. make sense? Oh God, yeah. And it's so funny. For some reason, it made me think of when I first moved to LA um, and me and my other, another girlfriend of mine have talked about this extensively, this idea of instant gratification and kind of the new age spiritual movement making people a little bit... Um, 
Soft. Uh, soft. Yeah. That's the word I was going to say, but it's like softness is good as well as like what Brene Brown says. It's like hard back, soft front. You do mm. want access to your vulnerability. Yes. But vulnerability doesn't mean laziness. Vulnerability doesn't mean let's just pull myself off the hook anytime something gets hard. And something I would notice, I mean, my other friend would always laugh about us. People in LA would be like, you know, they'd make a plan and then they'd be like, oh, I'm just like not feeling it today. And you're like, <laughs> Okay, well, that's not how you build a long-term friendship. That's not, you know, this is not, that's not what you do. You just, yes, if you're sick or something, you actually can't show up, don't show up. But whether it's work, whether it's your goals, whether it's your friendships, whether it's your partner, like you you show the fuck up. And I always joke, like my Australian friends are a little bit grittier. Sorry, Americans love you guys so much. And you guys have given me so much. You've taught me so much. And this is a massive generalization, but it is kind of true. Like, you know, my Aussies tend to be a little bit grittier. I found that actually moving to Colorado as well. I'm like, wow, people here, these mountain people seem a little bit grittier. LA is like an an interesting place where everyone's like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm just like in my flow. And you're like, uh, okay. Um, well maybe you should actually think about the long-term implications of this. And I think it's interesting when we wrap spiritual ideas around, our monkey mind, which as you were saying, is is designed for short-term gratification, ignoring the long-term implications and not actually coming to the plate devoted to wiring our brain differently because we can like look at someone like you. I would say I'm pretty gritty. I mean, you're very gritty, but like that takes work. That takes just continually, I was saying to Patrick about a launch, the launch for Seductress. I'm like, I'm so scared and I'm so resistant, but I just keep doing it anyway. Like, I don't want to do any of the tasks I have to launch this program. (laughs) I'm like Mm. scared. I'm like, oh, this is really big. Oh, that's really scary. And I'm like, I'm just feeling so resistant, but I'm just, I have a plan, which as you were saying is so important and I just keep doing it. And so, I mean, I'm going to try and rush the edit of this episode so that it can come out in time for at least the beginning of Jan, because we're talking about goal setting. Can you share a little bit about that? Like making a plan and, and, and creating goals. Like what are your best tips for people? when it comes to setting up goals, especially as we come into the new year? In terms of goals in general, like specifically fitness goals? Mm, I'd say goals in general. And then let's talk about fitness goals. Let's do Mm. both. Okay. Well, I have just a really simple exercise that I love to do and it's called the perfect day exercise. And I do it every few months. I think, you know, coming into January is a perfect time to actually sit down and do it. And what I write down is what my ideal perfect day looks like. And I think it's so important to do that because what you will realize is that there will be so many things that you are already doing that are Mm. within that perfect day. And then you can really take the time to celebrate that. And you're like, wow, like, in a sense, like I'm already living out a part of that, you know, whether that's waking up Mm. in the morning and doing your morning meditation practice, like I know you do every morning or whether it's going for a walk and having your cup of coffee with, with a loved one, like just the, the simple things in life really do bring us the most joy, but you can also then see, well, what things am I currently not taking action on that I really would love to bring into my life? And I think that's a really beautiful way to set goals because rather than just thinking about certain things that you want to tick off, you're actually getting clear mm. on what you want your life to look and most importantly, feel like. So that's definitely mm. where I would start when it comes to the goal setting, the goal setting process. And then when it comes to fitness, Obviously, I'm a strength and, and, and physique coach who specializes in female transformation. So I get my girls to break it up. So I'll be like, what is your ideal physique goal? What does that look like? And also, what does that feel like to you? Because everyone's completely individual. Everyone's unique. And that is going to be, you know, slightly different for everyone. So I'll get them to clearly describe that. And then the next part of that will be, and what are the strength goals that you would like to achieve? Like, and the the key here is you have to be specific, you know, saying things like, I just want to get stronger. Your brain has nothing to latch onto. Your brain needs numbers. It needs you to be specific. So for example, Mm. for uh, myself next year, a huge goal of mine is to deadlift 120 kilos. I'm not quite sure what that is in pounds. I'm going to have to have to. How tall are you, Micah? Let's just paint a picture for people. How tall are you? I am 158 centimeters. I'm an absolute shorty. And she's like five foot five guys. And this, this woman is a fucking beast in the gym. Sorry. (laughs) It's wild. I'm like, so impressed when I see you. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) 
Oh, it's, I just, I love it. I absolutely love strength training. It's seriously, it's, it's one of my biggest passions. I love doing it. I love coaching it. It's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. So that's the second thing I'll get my girls to do is like, let's pick three lifts. So for the majority of the girls, it's things like deadlifts, chin-ups, all the badass lifts. Let's set some really awesome goals around those. And then I'll help them set a time frame for that. And then the third thing is getting really clear on what experiences you want to bring into your life for the year. Mm. You know, what, what is it that you want to do that year? For me, I love travel. So I'll write down different places that I want to go to and the types of things that I want to do when I'm there. That's a huge, huge value of mine is, is freedom and, and the ability to travel. And mm. uh, then the last part, is I will then write down certain habits that aren't serving me anymore that I'm looking Mm. to change. And then I just spend some time journaling on all of those four things. And then that gives me a really clear plan of what I'm looking to achieve over the next six to 12 months. Are you guys feeling really motivated and inspired? I bet you are. Because every time I talk to Micah Katarina, I'm like, oh my God, I get off the phone. Like, Micah, you're low key my business mentor. I'm like, hey, and we always have like chats, blah, 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 catch up. And then you're like, how's your business? I'm like, well, and then you're like, why don't you just do XYZ? And I'm like, oh my God, revelation. Um, so low key, <laughs> also incredible at business. You're an amazing businesswoman. Also your partner, Ewan, is an incredible businessman. You guys are a real amazing team. Um, I mean, there's more fitness stuff I want to ask. So let's talk there. But I do want to get to business because you're such a wealth of knowledge. Around fitness. So everyone listening, hope you wrote down those things to set your goals and do your, your dream day. I am going to be doing that immediately after my sessions today. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, amazing. This is really for me, guys. It's such a selfish thing to have a podcast because I'm just like invite people on that I think are really interesting, intelligent and fascinating. And I ask them all the questions that I want to know under the guise of doing it for you guys. It's really for me. Um, so of course, of course. Speaking of, um, people talk a lot about motiv- motivation. I mean, in the fitness industry, we've been talking a lot about kind of devotion and grit. It's similar. How do you stay motivated so consistently? Um, And like, what's the best trick when you really don't feel like working out and you have a ton of resistance? I'm definitely asking for a friend. (laughs) Well, (laughs) resistance, first of all, I believe is a calling that you need to do the thing. Whatever you are feeling resistance to, it's literally just your body sending you a huge sign plastered (laughs) up on a wall to say, hey girl, you need to do this shit. Like that's that's what Mm. resistance is. And I think, like for example, even before this podcast recording, like I do live calls every single week, like all the time, but I was feeling resistance to it because I was a little bit nervous, you know? So I think Mm -hmm. first of all, just understanding that that is normal and it's good. It means you care and it means that your goals are big enough because if you are listening to this right now, if you're not actually experiencing any kind of resistance, I would say the problem isn't that you're not feeling resistance. The problem is that you haven't set goals big enough. And you haven't set mm. goals that truly do inspire you. So that's that's mm. definitely what I do have to say about resistance. I think when it comes to working out, when you're just really not feeling it, I have a rule for myself because, you know, people think just that I, because I absolutely love training that I want to do it all the time. It's definitely not the case. Like there are definitely days when I'm like, oh, the last thing that I want to do right now is go and lift that really heavy weight (laughs) in in the gym. (laughs) But I have this rule and it literally works for me time and time again, where I'm not allowed to think about my workout until I've started it. Oh, that's a good one. Mental override. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can think about one. anything else, but you cannot think about the workout. You just have to have the habit of booking in the time, making that commitment to say, I'm going to do it. And, you know, if you're someone like if you're driving to a gym and you're in the car, like just put on some badass music, like some Jay-Z or something like de- mm. listen to something that's going to get you really hyped. Because, and it's so cliche to sound, but no one ever regretted doing your workout, like ever. That nope. just do- doesn't nope. happen. So just, yeah, practice that one rule. Don't think about it. Think about it once you're there, because it's not like you're going to put in the work to actually get to the gym. And then once you're there, leave. <laughs> you're already yeah. there. You're going to get it done. And have a plan. Like what you were saying before, like you won't, you won't get results 
if you're just going into the gym winging it like if you're you know going into the gym and just kind of doing what you feel like um (laughs) you know it's an amazing (laughs) thing to do for your mental health but physically and strength wise it's it's not going to get you anywhere so I would say invest in a coach that is yeah really good at what they do and um set some set some inspiring goals and have someone take care of that for you because everyone's unique. Everyone needs a personalized plan. And, um, you know, that's why we do what we do at the female transformation formula. That's why we don't just sell these once off programs or eight week challenges, because we know that that's not what gets people results. Like you can't give someone a copy and paste program and expect them to get results from that it just doesn't happen so get a coach if you are new to the gym uh, if you're someone that's listening to this and you you haven't lifted weights in the past I would highly recommend working with a in-person personal trainer even if it's just for a little while like a couple of months just so that you've got someone there that can be hands-on with you to teach you how to use all of the machines and the equipment and lift safely lift with really good technique and then later on if you are wanting to um work with someone online then you can you can then step into that but I definitely recommend doing in person first if you're a complete beginner Mm, yeah that's a really good point um because technique is everything and it makes you feel really empowered when you know when you've been taught how to do something like it's a skill honey you gotta build that skill yeah I love that and I love all, all this chat about resistance and and goal setting you know it's not just applicable to our fitness journey. It's really applicable to anything. But I also think, you know, we kind of need a plan of some sort when it comes to our fitness. Not everybody is going to want to be an athlete, you know, and I know that's how you kind of, although the program is a lifestyle program, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like for women who are kind of have that athlete mindset and really want excellence and want that experience. Yes. It's, it's definitely isn't for complete beginners. We do, we, we just, we absolutely love working with girls who just love lifting weights and love getting strong. That's, that's definitely who we work with. The MO. And for people who, who maybe don't want to get super, like super strong or aren't, aren't as um, motivated in that way, that goal doesn't excite them as much. I still think that everybody listening Um, It's never a bad idea to have a plan when it comes to our health, our fitness, what we're eating, how we're moving, even just for our mental health, but also for our physical health. It is a thing. You know, we, we kind of have rebelled against that. Thank God, because of all these disgusting techniques and ridiculous pressures on women. But I love what you're saying. It's not about people not getting the results they want or having the goals they want. It's about how you get there. It's about the process, mm, the method, the method, yeah. the relationship that you build to your body through that. What I'm hearing you say, it's like it should be bringing you closer to your body. It should be having you love your body even more and appreciate your body even more, exactly as it is at every stage. Um, so I think it's really cool to to realize that it's not just for people who who have these big goals. It's for each of us to have a plan. And that translates across to everything. Patrick and I were talking about this recently, like what's our master plan? We need to revisit our five-year plan and work our way back because you have to have these longer-term goals, you know, to do things that um, you might not want to do in the moment. I'm thinking about going back to university and I'm like, oh man, like I'm oh, like wow. eight, eight years away or maybe even 10 years away from getting a PhD. And I'm like, well, I want it. So I have to figure that out and, and factor that in and think about, you know, the part of me that's like, oh, I'm just going to start it when, I, when everything's perfect. Like when I have this, mm-hmm. then I'll do And I'm like, I've been doing that for three and a half years about this fucking PhD. I'm never going to do it. That time does not exist. Yeah, the time does not exist. <laughs> just, that perfect moment. <laughs> it doesn't, right? But we do it so much. I mean, think about like we do it, a, a lot of us in our generation do it around marriage, do it around babies. And of course, yeah, you want to plan and feel good, but like, we do it around a lot of things. It's like, I'm going to do that thing when I'm perfect and bulletproof and have a million dollars and, mm-hmm. you know, everything that I need is it just totally perfect. It's like that time doesn't come. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I love this conversation around grit and setting goals that excite you and having methods that connect you more deeply to yourself rather than disconnect you. Um, you and your partner, as you said, you and your life partner and business partner, you guys have an amazing relationship you also run the female transformation formula together, which I'll sometimes refer to as FDF for people listening. That's what I'm saying when I say yes, FDF. Yes, that's a, e- easier to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long name. <laughs> um, how is it living with and working with your partner? What are the pros and cons? 
Oh, it's incredible. I think because we both met when we were working in the same gym from the get-go we were so used to being around each other all the time and and working together in that gym setting so really it's kind of all we've known is is working together and I think both of us have such different strengths as well and we really do play to that Mm. in in the business Uh, I think that's that's a really important part of what we do and we just we just love spending time with each other. You know, they, we, we like, I'm not saying we're perfect by any means. We fight, we bicker, every <laughs> single couple does. Yeah. But we'll never, you know, go to sleep, you know, angry at the other person. We'll never go to sleep with having something unresolved. And I think that that is so important to just have that communication and to be able to speak about things and also for us because we are running the business together making time for our romantic relationship you know Mm. we've we've really learned that of like okay like this is work time and then this is us time Mm. and um we're actually back in Scotland right now with you and whole family, I'm actually in uh, the the family office at the moment recording this, and that's even been amazing to experience because we have so many different things that we're wanting to do with the family. So it's made us work even smarter in the business mm. because we're like, right, like this needs to get done, so then we can go away and do all of these things with with the family that we want to be experiencing. So I think that's that side of things is is really important, and we're both just so passionate about what we do, like. We just love it so much, and I think that is just such an important thing of running a business is is just having that that love and that passion and just yeah enjoying it because even you know on the days where you are coming up against all of that resistance like we spoke about, there's that desire to to want to move through it. Mm, hear the theme here, guys. Having a plan, having a vision. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that so much. You guys, you've spoken a little bit, a little bit about kind of travel. You're in Scotland right now. I know that you're both minimalists, and you have to. Your kind of agreement with yourself is, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have to be able to fit everything you own into one suitcase and one backpack each. Say more. <laughs> yes, yeah. So we did this. I think. It was two and a half to three years ago now. We were living in Sydney in Australia and we had just started the FTF. So that was just kind of all getting started and up and running. And we initially started with just our apartment that we were living in in Sydney and we just absolutely gutted the place and just only kept the absolute, you know, bare minimum of of things that really did bring value to us. And then we, you know, it's always been my dream to be able to run a business that allowed me to travel. Uh, so I actually never went and did did much travel straight after school. I went straight to university and then obviously fell in love with the fitness industry and became a personal trainer. And from then it really was my goal to be able to create something that, that I could be anywhere in the world with. And so then we, like what you said before, we were like, well, there's no perfect time to do it. So let's just go. Mm. And we got rid of everything. We got rid of our apartment. We sold the car. I actually sold my my house that I owned and we packed up everything into one suitcase each and a backpack. And ever since then, we've just been traveling around, going to different places. We love to do like long-term stays. So it's just so nice to be able to immerse yourself in a certain country and, and, and culture for, you know, a month or two at a time. So that's really how we how we like to run things. And our our girls that we work with, our clients are all around the world. So something that we are so passionate about doing is actually getting to meet them in person mm. and uh, take them for dinner or, you know, do a, do a training session together. So uh, that's what this next year is all about now that we can travel again is just hopping around and going and meeting up with all of our clients. We've actually got a uh, photo shoot, a professional photo shoot weekend in Denmark in March that we're organizing and we've got girls flying in from all around the world to come to that so Mm. really really pumped yeah say more about the photo shoots because I know that's what you guys really focus on as sometimes like having people work towards a photo shoot why is that important and and can you speak a little bit to the experience that people can have doing a photo shoot even if they're not a model or an influencer or whatever 
or oh, I'm not a model, I'm not an influencer. <laughs> I've done multiple multiple photo shoots. But the reason why we do it is first of all, I just I truly believe that at least once in our lives as women doing something like a professional photo shoot is just such an incredible experience. It's just to be able to have, and, and not for anyone else, but just for yourself. Like yeah. that, it's, it's, it's just so honestly the moment. It, it is. It is so fun. And the moment that I live for with my clients is when they've had that experience and they just say, oh my God, like, I can't believe that that's me. Mm. I just, I just can't believe that that's me. Mm. And I just think that it does so much for your confidence and just be, yeah, just to be able to celebrate yourself. Like that's, that's what a photo shoot is. It's literally a celebration of the woman that you are. Mm. And that is why I really do encourage women to do them. And, uh, you know, we, we do them a bit differently at the FTF. So we have girls that will do their photo shoots even in their muscle building phases where they're actually gaining weight for a certain period of time and doing a photo shoot. You know, it's not, not all of the girls are, um, you know, getting leaner to, towards these photo shoots. And it really is about just celebrating the work that you are putting in every single day for that. And it's just, it's an inspiring goal to have. Mm. I'm, I'm hugely big on timeframes for people. And I think that especially when it comes to your fitness journey, knowing that you've got a set date where basically it's called like an experiential goal where you have an experience booked in at a certain time at a certain place you know that it's happening and um that mindset shift for people is 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 huge so we love doing group photo shoots for the girls and we've wanted to do one internationally for years now so the fact that we're able to do it in Denmark in March is just so exciting and yeah it's just incredible having all of the girls come together meet it's literally like you've got your own cheerleading squad there like when the photographers taking photos of you and you've just got all of the other girls behind the camera be just cheering you on and screaming at you and it's just it's just absolutely it's the moment that I live for um I'm in charge thankfully of I actually get to do like the body oil so because that really you know make the muscles pop a little bit more in the photos so I get to go and lather everyone up so I always say like I've I've got the best job in the room <laughs> for sure oh my gosh that sounds so fun my love like wow Wow, wow, wow. What, a, what an amazing experience. And I think for everyone listening, sign up to the FTF. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> there's, not room, there's not room for all of you, but I don't even know if there's room for any of you. Are you taking new clients at the moment? Yes, we will be for the new year. We will. We will. So if it um, sounds like something that you'd be interested in, then yeah, I can pop my um, website and Instagram in at the end and we can have a chat Yes. And if, if for whatever reason you're, you're not able to, or, you know, for whatever reason, if you don't join the FTF, I think the photo shoot setting the goals is an amazing idea, like full stop to just, as a woman, I love what you said that every woman who wants it should have that experience and like giving ourselves permission to desire that I think mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Cause you know, there might be a lot of stuff. Do you find that or that a lot of women are like, have maybe stuff around being seen or doing a photo shoot, even if they want it? Well, you, it, what's been really interesting is I actually have a few clients that for religious reasons, they can't show skin mm. in public. And they've had their professional photo shoots done and they have done it for no one else but themselves. Mm. And I've just found that like as a as a coach, I've learned so much from that, from yeah. experiencing that and witnessing that. And I'm like, these women, they they are literally just doing it for themselves. And don't get me wrong, like I don't think that there is anything wrong with posting those photos out into the world for, for whoever to see them. Like you celebrate that girl. Like that yeah. is absolutely <laughs> incredible to do that. And I absolutely love when my clients do it. I'm just like there cheering them on every step of the way. But it's also so nice to see the opposite side where you you know no one is ever going to see those photos other than those women and I think Mm. that 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 also is extremely extremely powerful um you know some of my best client transformations I've never shared online for those reasons (laughs) even yeah Um, wow it's so powerful it's I think what what it sounds like is illustrated there is there's just room for everyone to have the experience that they want to experience um 
So, so powerful. So I know I kind of hinted at the fact that you're a bit of a business um, virtuoso. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> So just just cash, no pressure. Um, I know a lot of people listening, a lot of people in my community, I tend to attract new coaches, established coaches, people who are healers, facilitators, you know, in this helping uh, professions, whether they already are or they want to be, that could be personal trainers, that might be um, a physiotherapist, it might be a lot of people in, in the kind of personal development world. So I would love to know if if you had to give new coaches, three pieces of advice professionally. Okay. First, piece of ad- per- first piece of advice would be to fall in love with your clients, mm. not your business. Oof. That would be the first piece of advice. I think sometimes we get so focused on the business side that we forget about the client and we forget about the customer and we forget about the person that we're looking to serve. Mm. That kind of leads me into the second piece of advice would be relationships are everything. And that's what a business is. It's a bit, a successful business comes from thriving relationships Mm. and every single person that you come into contact with is a potential relationship. And the more relationships that you focus on building, the more clients you will have. They go hand in hand, 100%. And then the third piece of advice would be more around this idea of mastery and just focusing on mastering your craft. Um, There's an incredible book that I would recommend any coach to read and it's called Turning Pro Mm. by Stephen Pressfield and it's all about this idea of moving from amateur to professional and, and this idea of mastery and I think that that is such an important element and that really leads to results. You know, you, your clients have to be getting results, incredible results, the best results of whatever niche that you are choosing choosing to go into. Um, because if you focus on getting results, then you will grow from word of mouth. Your clients will rave about you. And that, that's just such an important element of building a coaching business. Yes, honey. Mic drop. Yes. Yeah. I always say that to new clients if they're coaches is like, just focus on the transformation you're here to provide. Focus on that. That's all that matters. Yeah, That's all that matters. The relationship and the result. Yeah. Two things. Keep it simple. Yeah. Because, you know, people often come to me after, you know, going to certain business coaches and some business coaches are freaking amazing, right? Of course. It's like, there's so much warrant to that, but a lot of, um, a lot of the time they're putting the cart before the horse and focusing on the wrong thing, like trying to implement scaling strategies and they haven't really nailed down exactly as you said, like what's the transformation you're here to provide and like getting really passionate about your client and your ideal client and like falling in love with them in a way. And it's so funny because I um, said that to one of my mentors recently and she's more in the, um, she's a Buddhist teacher, but she's also, yeah, sort of um, educates more therapists. And I know that if you're a therapist, it's like, they'll tell you a lot about the, the clinical relationship and yada, 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 which is very beneficial for that container. And I'm like, low key to her, I'm madly in love with all of my clients. I like fucking love them. And she's like, that's so allowed. (laughs) You're allowed to be in love with your clients. Like, don't worry about that. That's not a bad thing. Um, So I think it's really beautiful to like allow yourself to really be so passionate about the relationship. I love that you brought that up, loving the people in front of you. And I'll often say that to new coaches, like, really your job is just to love someone. I know that sounds silly, but in, in the container of the style of work that I do, of course, you want to have mastery and you want to have incredible processes that get amazing results. All of that is transformational. But one of the most transformational things that I do, and I think a lot of people in helping professions do, I'm sure this translates to you as well, is just listen to people deeply and not judge them. Like, mm. that's it. Just be like, I can actually hold non-judgmental space for you. I can hold up a mirror. I can tell you what I see. I can ask you great questions but I'm, there's nothing you can say that will take my love and my acceptance away. Just that. I love that. That's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like, it's, that's the relationship part, at least from, from, from my style of work. It's like, if you just focus on that mm-hmm. and then the transformation, holy shit, you're going to be great. The world needs you. Thank God us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and that creates so much trust as well from both sides, from, from the coach and the client is just having that 
trust and that open communication. And I think, you know, clients can feel that if they feel like their coach is, you know, the number one person in their corner that is literally just there to help them succeed, then that's, that's the type of coach that I'm, I'm always looking to be. Mm, Yeah. And have, right. It's like, we just want people Mm -hmm. in our corner. It's such a special relationship. It's such a privilege. It really is a privilege. If we're in a position where we can hire a coach in any industry for whatever our goals are, whether it's love and sex and relationships, whether it's fitness, if we have the privilege where we can maybe stretch, but invest in having someone in our corner, as you say, that is literally just there to ensure your success in whatever it is that you want to succeed in. Oh, it's so lush. That's what I said to you earlier about like, it feels lush to me to have my training programs. I'm like, oh, what a, oh, this is so juicy. Like someone who's like an expert at this facilitating me growing. It's like, oh, the the most delicious thing. Um, I feel like I could talk to you forever. We normally have about three hour phone conversations. So (laughs) Um, that is true. (laughs) I have one more more question on business and then we're going to move into rapid fire. But this is a really big one for coaches. I think it's uh, across fitness and all the helping professions. Um, How do you define your niche as a coach? Like what would be your advice on helping people find their niche and why is it important to have a niche? So a niche is, it's less to do with a specific type of person and it's all to do with what specific problem you are solving. And that is what you need to focus on when it comes to niching. Because I feel like people, and in the past, I was so confused by that too, because you see people get so specific. They're like, I work with this you know, type of person and they live here. They earn this amount of money. They have this color hair. And it's like so... Um, so specific. And it's like, that's not that you don't want to be focusing on that at all. You want to be focusing on what problems is that person experiencing and how can you get them from A to B in the simplest, most enjoyable way possible. Mm. Like that, that is what will create a successful business. And the other piece of advice that I have there is like, you don't have to be the person that solves every single problem that that person has pick one and go (laughs) all in on one because if you try and become a master at too many different things none of them will be great whereas if you become a master at one specific thing and solving one specific problem then that's where the success will will come from in business and then you want to be the go-to person for that thing Mm. so for example with my business I work with all different kinds of women I have, you know, high level CEOs. I work with moms. Like some of my clients have like three, four kids. I work with students. I work with, I actually work with a lot of other coaches and personal trainers. So many different women, but they all have very similar problems. And I know how to solve those problems and I know how to get them to their desired state. Because as humans, we are constantly wanting to move away from pain and towards pleasure. And that's what coaching is all about, is taking that person from A to B. So that's what you need to think about when you think about your niche. And a really good way to practice is if someone asks you what you do, speak to that. What is the transformation? Where is that person before they start working with you? And where is that person after they've finished working with you? What does that look like? And Mm. if you are already currently working with people and maybe you're a little bit confused, maybe you aren't 100% sure what your niche is, ask the people that you currently have as clients because you'll then hear the words that come out of their mouth and that will really help you to be able to articulate it because sometimes what we think we do might not be what we actually do because oh, our, cli- our clients might think a little bit differently so that would be a really great place to start but think about the the big problem that you solve and go all in on becoming the best in the world at solving that one problem the best oh, in the world. Guys, I'm wet. <laughs> this is, I'm like, this is so good. See what I mean? This is why, this is why I caught Micah. Okay. This is why I caught Micah. She's so good. You help me with this so much, my love. Like you just fucking simplify things. You're like so good at that. And it was so helpful because I was so confused and, and I had this realization 
Um, I was having a lot of conversations this year with you about this. And I also had a couple of mentors here in Boulder who are more business focused. And I was speaking to them about this. And between the kind of tribe of mentors, I was able to figure it out. And it was exactly what you're saying. I actually looked at all of my clients for the last, you know, five years working officially and professionally as a coach, not just kind of somehow coaching while doing yoga training and teaching and somehow my private clients wanting to talk about all these things. And I'm like, what is it? What's happening right now? But like officially coaching in an official container um, the last five and a half, six years. And what I realized when I looked back on every single one of those clients, they came to me for one of two things. I was like, wow, it's, it was that clear like I'd been trying to find and construct because, you know, I, I'm like, I'm amazing at what I do. People keep coming to me for it, which is incredible, but I'm not clear on how to explain what I do. I'm not clear mm. on really, I'm still not really clear on what's happening. And so this year I got really, really clear and with a lot of your help. And I think it's such good advice because what helped me the most was actually just looking at all the clients that have come to me. Clients that come to me are either new coaches, want to be coaches, want to be facilitators. Like they're like stepping into that. Not want to be, want to be. <laughs> that's, an, that's an important distinction. <laughs> um, I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> so they're stepping into that or there's something with their partner. Either it's a breakup, yeah. it's something to do with love and sex. And I was like, wow, not a single client, not one didn't fit into that. I was like, well, that's really simple. <laughs> and then it was up to me, as you said, like, what are you going to go all in on? And I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in on love, sex, and relationships. I've been training for it for the last year and a half, not even knowing that I'm going to use it. And for the last five and a half years, I've been low-key. That's what I've been teaching anyway, because it's what I've been so passionate about. My, my dojo, mm. my spiritual dojo was love and relationships. You've seen it the last 10 years. Like that is where I have learned and grown and yes. that's what's moved me in life. Um, and it's so funny because people feel that in wh whoever you are and whatever you do, it's like they come to you not for what you say a lot of the time, but for who you are and how you live. And so you can mm. say you're doing one thing and providing one transformation. And it is important to be clear. But even if you're not clear, like I wasn't, people are going to come to you for who you are in the world and how you're living and the values mm. that you're you're expressing. So yeah, we need more, more people in helping professions. So anyone listening, hope you took tons of notes because Micah is such a wealth of knowledge. I feel extremely motivated. Um, let's move into rapid fire, my love. Okay, I think I'm ready. <laughs> You're born ready. You're born ready. Uh, what book or books do you gift to people the most? Uh, two, Psycho-Cybernetics and The Courage to Be Disliked. Mm, that's it. I haven't actually read the first one, but the second one I got from you. It's such a good book. Someone comes to you and they're feeling really down and you can only give them one piece of advice. What do you say? I would say close your eyes, put your hand on your heart and think about three things that you are truly grateful for in this moment. Mm, gratitude. It's a classic. What's the most important thing for successful relationships in your opinion? I think, I truly believe that focusing more on what you can give rather than what you can receive mm. in any kind of relationship, whether that's romantic, friendship, business. The energy of generosity, y'all. I was speaking about this on Instagram Live the other day. It's like so fucking rewarding when you look around you and all of your relationships are based on the energy of generosity. Yes. If you could be an animal, what animal would you be? I think a lion because that's pretty badass. Yeah. I see you as a lioness. <laughs> if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Shapeshifter. Ooh, I like that. Because then I could be anything that I wanted. Yeah, that's fun. If you could only take one spiritual practice or personal development practice, a single tool with you to a desert island, what would it be? I'm going to say a love and kindness meditation mm. so that I could really just focus on sending love to all of the people that are close to me because I think it would be pretty lonely to be stranded mm. on a desert island. So I think that would be the one thing that would keep me going. Yeah, babe. I thought you were going to say I'd bring my, my lifting stuff, but that is amazing. <laughs> 
that was a- oh well I mean if I had the choice yeah <laughs> yes some weights I'll make my own actually I really want to go to have you been to that gym in Tulum where it's all made of wood I've seen it I haven't been to it yeah 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 you got to do it that's what I'd create if I was stranded on a desert island. I would create that gym. I have zero doubt you would have like a fully functioning gym that you built and engineered, no doubt. And then between that, you'd be doing your love and kindness, compassion meditation. You'd have a schedule, you'd somehow build an empire yeah. there, you'd have all the animals working together. Like I have no doubt. What's your favorite thing that you own? Memories. Ooh, good answer minimalist here. Um, What is something you believe is true that other people might think is crazy? Well, I think I've actually already covered this in this podcast, but everyone definitely thought that I was pretty crazy when I got rid of every, nearly everything that I owned Mm. and packed my stuff into a suitcase. And then now it's three years later and I'm still living like that. So that would probably be it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel you, babe. If you could eat one meal before you die, what would it be? So it would be cream tea. Oh, shit, girl. (laughs) And I didn't even know that, like, what cream tea was until you sent me a message saying, oh, cream tea. And I was like, does she mean, like, having cream in my tea? (laughs) And then I figured out, I asked Ewan, and he was like, no, cream tea is when you have the scone and then the tea as well. And I was like, oh, that's great. So cream tea. <laughs> when we, we're, but with raspberry jam, oh, not strawberry. Oh, yes, honey. It's so mm-hmm. funny. We both have um, partners from the UK. So we, we understand the cream tea life. Yes. Um, last one. If there was a universal answering machine and you could leave a 15 second note on it today that everyone in the world was going to hear, what would you say? That life is happening for you and that where you are right now, is exactly where you need to be. So don't rush and enjoy the journey. Mm. Oh my Lord, I love you so much. I love you. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Where can people find you? Clearly everyone's going to be running. So how can they? So my Instagram is Micah Katerina and the Female Transformation Formula website is literally just femaletransformationformula.com. Hmm. Run, don't walk, people. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for gifting me with your most precious resource, your time, attention, and your energy so that we can continue to awaken together and to elevate the level of consciousness on this planet to ensure that we are all thriving in love and sex in the way that we all so richly deserve and that is so possible for each of us. If you don't already have your virtual self-worship event reclamation in your calendar, put it in there now, Queen, January 15th, 1 p.m. USA Mountain Time. And all you have to do to reserve your free seat is go to angeliquealana.com forward slash reclamation. Cannot wait to see you there and to ring in this brand new year in a sexy, alive, safe and celebratory way. See you there.